How's it going, everyone? This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where we explore how to build an epic life in the wake of a life-shattering experience. Could be divorce, could be illness, could be loss, or it could be, recently added, a pandemic. And today, I have been so excited about this episode today because I have not just one guest, but two guests we are talking today to Caitlin James and Andy Domian. I have met both of these gorgeous and incredible women within the last couple of months, and I'm so excited to talk with them about our topic today, which is, the topic of this episode is how external transformation and internal transformation go hand in hand. They really go together. And I've really found this in my own research about epic comebacks, as well as in my own experience in coming back from a high conflict divorce. When we emerge from a life-shattering experience, we really have this urge not just to do the inner work of the healing and our mindset and kind of recovering from the trauma of what we've gone through, but also we have this urge to transform our body and to, to, to transform our image. That's one of the reasons why it's so common for people who come out of something like divorce or illness to get a tattoo or to change their hair in some really dramatic way. And I had that same urge. I got this haircut. This was years ago, but I got this haircut that was that I called my divorce, my divorce hair. Um, so anyway, that's what we're talking about today. And um, Caitlin is a fashion stylist and closet organizer, and Andy is a photographer. And so these, these two ladies and the three of us have been talking about doing some collaborating because we, what we have together in terms of the mindset and the image and all, all kinds of beautiful transformational work is, um, is just in combination really very, very powerful. So I am now going to hand the mic to Caitlin and Andy to introduce themselves. I'm going to ask you ladies, just tell us who you are and where you're from and what's, what's keeping you busy to these days, what's going on. And I'm going to start with you, Caitlin. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, Nikki. This is, I love doing podcasts. It's so much fun to be able to share what I do. So obviously my name is Caitlin James and I'm a closet organizer and fashion stylist in Los Angeles, California, where I'm born and raised. And basically what's keeping me busy is just as you were saying, Nikki, sometimes a pandemic can really make my clients feel in this low. And, you know, you're home all day. So with closet organizing, I mean, you don't want to be living in constant clutter. So this is the perfect time to really be able to see what you have to go through your wardrobe. And then also in terms of fashion, your wardrobe can really motivate you to get excited for the day. I mean, for example, if you're waking up this Monday morning and you have a meeting you're dreading, put on a good outfit. You know, even if you're wearing pajamas on the bottom, put on a good blazer and you're ready to go and you feel way more excited and confident for that meeting. So that's what I'm working with with my clients specifically right now um, to stay in that timely fashion of the pan pandemic and quarantine. So it's been a cool time to kind of change my business model a little bit and, you know, work with the time. This is fun. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. If all of you could see what I'm wearing, <laughs> wearing below, like hot, you know, shirt on. Yeah. It's really, it's funny. I've seen some really funny photos on the internet of, of people like really, um, you know, celebrities and, and like influencers who are wearing like this, this fantastic outfit on top and they're wearing like their scrubs on the bottom. It's really funny. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. Definitely. Whatever works for you. Hey. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Whatever works for you. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And Andy, how about you? Please tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me too on this podcast. And I can totally relate to that, by the way. I've been living in my yoga pants for months. And I've decided just recently, whenever I come into the studio, even though I do not have a client coming in that day, I'm going to dress up as if I had a client that day. Because it really right. changes the entire mood, the way I talk to people over the phone or the way that I just you know, take myself more seriously as a business owner. So yeah, my name is Andy Damian and I am from Budapest, Hungary. That's why the thick accent is from. And um, I'm a portrait photographer located in Costa Mesa, California. And well, what's been keeping me busy these days is more about focusing education. I am about to launch an educational line where I will teach photographers how to achieve certain looks and my techniques. But um, besides that, I'm doing some portrait work as well. So that's what I do. Thank you so much, both of you, for introducing yourselves. And later on, we're going to be talking about where everyone can find you. I just want to say that both of you, when you look at when you look at Caitlin and Andy's websites, I mean, I can't even imagine how incredible and powerful it is to work with both of you personally. Because um, because I yeah, I I just I look at your websites and. I just want to rave and rave. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of dig in here into um, what do you two find most rewarding about the work that you do, especially in terms of helping people to helping your clients to transform and to feel beautiful. I mean, here I am. I feel like I'm already I'm already answering the question. So, what do you feel? is the most rewarding to you about your work with clients? And how about we start with you, Andy? Okay. So in my case, when we do photo shoots, oftentimes what I see is that clients come in and they are a little nervous. They are not very comfortable in their own skin, in front of the camera or in this very new space, which is my studio. And usually my clients, 99% of my clients are not models, they're everyday people. Um, so they are, they are not very familiar with how to, um, you know, move in front of the camera or just how to act natural. And what I found is that with my guidance and also with the help of my team, which is a hair and makeup artist and also Caitlin for styling, we can get them to that point where they start feeling comfortable and they start opening up. And I call this... I like to use the word transformational experience, but I also want to point out that, that the point here is not to transform people, it's to show them themselves in a much better version than what they think they are. Because I think we all have this very distorted image of ourselves, like, okay, my nose is too big, my boobs are too small, my you know, hips are too wide, or whatever. Everyone has their own thing. And, and, when, and when people go through life-shattering experiences or when they are just not in a good place mentally, then they start uh, exaggerating these things I think in their mind and, and they see themselves worse in a worse version than what they are and this is what I try to help them with I've noticed that everyone who's coming in here has a reason to come in here I never know at the first time we, we kind of start talking when they are sitting in hair and makeup and then it I find out that there's maybe a divorce in the background or they just um, lost connection with their own beauty and this is what I'm trying to give back and that's the most rewarding part when i see that women mostly women that i work with 
start to reconnect with that beauty that is inside of them, but it's, they just lost that connection somehow along the way because of something happened or just because they are in a phase of their lives when they are not that confident, they don't have that much self-confidence and seeing that getting back to them and reconnecting with that within, within themselves is amazing. And I know exactly, I know exactly during a photo shoot when that happens, I can see them loosening up, being more brave in front of the camera, start enjoying the shoot. Um, so yeah, that's just amazing to witness and watch. That is so beautiful. Please, Caitlin. No, I was going to say, it's so funny because, um, and Andy and I have talked about this so many times, how even though we are completely different industries, our, you know, our goal for our clients and the experiences are so extremely similar. So I could honestly sit here and say ditto and be done, but I'll take it from a different approach because um, there's, to me, when I first started styling, um, closet organizing was something I developed on a fluke, but um, I was, you know, styling in a retail space and I realized that there's this really weird stigma with fashion and it's sometimes a form of guilt. And especially I have a lot of clients who have worked with a stylist in the past and the stylist made them feel pressured to buy. Um, well, you know, this style that you, that you said you really like really is not trendy anymore. And that really, you're not going to, you're not going to look good if you walk down the street like that, or you'll never get a partner looking like that, or your body isn't right to wear this or something like that. And so there's such a vulnerability. I mean, when you're in front of a camera or, I mean, you're working with a stylist. Again, I do work with men, but a majority of my clientele is women. And it's so vulnerable. It's, it really is like a truly naked experience. I mean, closet organizing, styling, I have people changing in front of me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm putting them in things maybe they don't feel as comfortable in. Um, you know, just as you're saying, you know, maybe someone tells me, oh, I'm so overweight. And I think to myself, like, wow, why are you looking at that? You know, you have such a beautiful waist, you have such beautiful curves that I actually it makes my job more fun because I can flatter those curves and make you look so beautiful. So I love that part of styling. And once I started doing it on my own in my own business, that was the most rewarding because that stigma of, I feel so guilty that I just spent all this money or, you know, closet organizing. That's why most of the time I say I can rework your wardrobe and create new outfits with what you already own. So I love that feeling where I don't have to see that guilt in someone's eyes when they look at me like, oh God, I'm excited to see Caitlin, but now I'm going to go spend a bunch of money. It's actually the complete opposite. It's like either such a stress relief if we're doing their closet or it's, they're so excited to get dressed the next week that I'll get texts saying, oh my gosh, I, I have to make all these dinner plans because now I have so many great outfits. So that to me is the most rewarding. I mean, aside from what Andy's saying, like I said, it's like the complete same experience, but it's very cool to see that you can take a service and tweak it slightly and get a completely different outcome. And to me, that's what I feel really good about is I go home at the end of the end of the day, mostly knowing like why wow, really help someone for the better, which is really cool. I mean, to me, that's a very priceless feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. And the three of us share that. Right. And what I love about both of you as being ambassadors of your professions is that is that you you both you're both very like cl very client centered and and you both and this is true of me too it's a it's not about i as a professional i'm going to transform you it's like you already have what you need you already have a beautiful body you already have um you already 
are confident. Like, I mean, what you need is already inside you. And so what I'm hearing from both of you is like, we are, we aren't here to make you beautiful, to make you successful, to get you to find a man, et cetera. Like we're here to help you to see the beauty and the incredibleness that you already have. That's what I'm, that's really what I'm hearing from both of you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I love that type of empowerment that my work holds that, you know, you are enough already. Let me just show you how you can really shine, you know? Yeah. And sorry, just, I have to say this one thing, because I think Andy will relate to this too, but it's always my cheesy line. And I feel like women in particular, you know, they're always, they always say, oh, well, you're going to tell me I look beautiful because, you know, it's just you. Do you want to have your, you know, make me feel good? And I always tell people, I say, I would never selfishly have you going on the street in an outfit that I don't like. It makes me look bad. It's the same thing with Andy. You know, you take a photo of a, of a woman and you're not going to say like, wow, that angle is amazing. And then think, oh God, you know, that wasn't great. You want to, it needs to be a collaborative process. And I'm sure Nikki, you feel the exact same way. You know, my work, even though, you know, someone's hiring us to be a professional, it's so collaborative with what we do that. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like sometimes you feel like your services just took a completely new turn because you're working with someone and you collaborated in a different way and you see something in a new light. So I always like to tell my clients that straightforward because I think it's important. You know, you don't want someone to think that you're being lied to. You truly want to work with someone that is going to see the best in you and help you see the best in yourself. Absolutely. That's a really good point. It's, it's, it's such a good point. Like I'm, you know, I'm not in this to like, I want you to have positive results. I'm not going to just kind of lie to you about how you look or what's going on here, you know, like, because, because we are professionals, like we do have a, we do have a reputation and we do have a genuine interest in people, not just being their best selves, but feeling like their best selves. And, and you can't make someone feel that you, you have to, you have to help them feel that and encourage them and catalyze that, you know, that, that change in feeling. And, and I love Andy, how you were talking about, you can see it in the moment that it happens. You can like, you can actually, you can actually kind of pinpoint it and that it's just so fulfilling. It's just so rewarding. And I see it too. Like I, and it's, you know, yeah. I also wanted to point out what a, what a time, for for all three of us to be working because the work that we do is so intimate it's so personal we're getting to know people so much like you know how bartenders talk about how you know like bartenders talk about how like how people just start like laying out every you know like way tmi like laying out everything that's going on in their lives and confiding in them because there's just this kind of relationship where it's clear that there's some kind of safety there at least if we're doing our jobs right, you know, if we're, if we're like opening up that space and creating that non-judgmental intimate space. And right now people are stuck in their homes all over the world and have nobody, nobody with them. Like there's just such a loss of intimacy and such a loss of working with people like massage therapists and like, you know, like the three of us, like, a, you know, a coach, a, a photographer, um, a, a stylist, people who are who are serving other humans in an intimate an intimate way and in some ways involving touch and we're all missing that we're not getting it 
And so in the, in the wake of, of quarantine, as things kind of free up, I can only imagine what's going to happen, you know, just sort of in our businesses and how much healing needs to happen. Oh, yeah. I think to me, even just the fact that I could finally, when things were opening up before the second closure here in Orange County, could see my hairstylist and she just refreshed my, you know, highlights, that cathartic experience charged me up for the next upcoming, I don't know, two, three months, because it gives us so much when we get that encouragement from the outside, even in the form of, you know, a hairstyling. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we really need that and I think we're going to crave it even more when this is over. And I miss it selfishly. I miss that, you know, feedback that I get from my clients when we do these experiences and I see them being like a little flower bud and then just like slowly opening up and then become this gorgeous piece of flower when they leave the studio. I miss that too. So I hope, I hope we can get back to life as normal very soon because we all need that encouragement when we're vulnerable. It's also, sorry, it's just, it's also a good time on, you know, kind of like devil angel, devil angel, but it's a good time to be at home only because you also get a sense of self-awareness that I think is, it's really hard to get. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I'm here in West Hollywood and I feel like the world around me moves so fast and it's so easy to get caught up and not take a second to just be by yourself and with those thoughts. I mean, you know, personally, I always say I'm like the most outgoing introvert. Like when I'm with my clients, I talk, talk, talk. I can't stop talking. When I'm with myself, you know, I like to be in silence. I like to just be with myself. And, you know, I think I've been hearing lately now that we've, you know, the first month of quarantine, the first, you know, second month, it was a little overwhelming, just as you guys are saying. And I'm actually starting to hear from some of my clients that they're, you know, they're saying, you know, as I've been by myself a lot, I have to really like myself. And I know that might sound weird, but, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be happy with who you are. And I think you start to realize the things that are, are your non-negotiables. So, you know, maybe it's for some people, it's getting their hair done or they realize, hey, you know what, maybe I, I love my natural hair. Now I just I had more time to figure out how to do it. Um, but I've been finding that a lot of my clients have said, you know, I decided going, once quarantine is over, I'm going to make that time for myself so that I'm a better version of myself. So whether that be, you know, taking the time to speak with someone as, you know, like Nikki, or, you know, I'm going to set aside a weekend or save up to work with someone like Andy that, you know, I can have photos that will last me, last me a lifetime or working with myself. So sometimes I like to tell people that, you know, maybe take advantage of this time too. And, you know, you definitely can drive yourself crazy. So if you can just kind of start to tweak simple things for yourself to make sure that when you come out of quarantine, you're the best version, you have the highest amount of energy, you know, exactly where you're headed. I think it's, I think it's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, your, your perspectives are, are, your perspectives are different. And, um, I, I have definitely, I have felt that right? There are positives. There definitely have been some, some positive things that have come out of this time, as well as this feeling of like, oh, okay, let's get back to normal, get back to normal. And I imagine, especially for, I'm an introvert as well. I'm, I'm a, you know, a social introvert as well. <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine feeling kind of overwhelmed, you know, after having this time that, you know, some of which has been, I'll say, in, you know, for me, very sacred. And I hear this too, you know, from, especially from, you know, like parents who have little kids and, and they're spending time with their, you know, like 
they're spending time, you know, we're spending time together and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so let me move on to the to kind of a kind of a really essential question to the topic that we're talking about, which is um, so as we've as we've been mentioning, both of you work with people, um, clients who want to transform in some way, whether it's an external transformation or an internal transformation or both. Um, I would love to hear about an example of a client who who you were able to witness that kind of transformation. Like how, what was that like, or how did you help bring it about? Um, and of course, not using names or anything, but I just would love to hear about an example and what it was like for you to to witness this kind of unfolding. You know, like bl blossoming, Andy, as you were saying, into this into this beautiful flower. Um, and let's start. How about we start with you, Andy? Okay, well, it's hard to really pick just one client, <clears throat> sorry, one client who I, I saw this transformation on. But I think one of my most rewarding work is when I work with women over 50. Um, I, I, I think they are probably one of my favorite genres to work with because they really appreciate that type of connection they can build within themselves after an experience like this. And I really can't tell you about one certain client, but I had, I had women cry in my studio when, I, when they came in and they saw their pictures. And, and they, they thanked me because they said they felt that they were worth it. They were worth being in front of the camera, even though they are not in their 20s anymore. And they felt beautiful again. And, and this just helped them move on and have like a much more confident self, confident version of themselves and continue their lives with that confidence that they did not have before. Or another very simple uh, example, and I love these very simple ones too, professional headshots for corporate people. This is something that usually people cannot stand doing. They hate it. I'm going to say hate is a strong word, but I have people coming in that room that day. I go to this company. I set up the studio in one of their meeting rooms and I see people coming in and they look like if you were about to execute them. They are scared. <laughs> they don't like to be there. They want to get over with like quickly and yeah. they express that to me. So you have these people coming in. It's so funny. It's like this little game funnel when you have these people, you drop them in in one end, then they go through the tunnel where I am and then yeah. they come out on the other end. So what happens in between, people stand in front of me and they say, oh, well, you cannot take a good picture of me. I'm, I, I don't photograph well. I hate being my pictures taken, blah, blah, blah. This is how we start. And then I have like five minutes maximum with each person because when it's a corporate headshot day we have to be fast we have to be on it so i have five minutes to open this person up and completely transform this idea in their heads that they they are not photogenic they you know they don't look good picture good on pictures you cannot take a good photo of them and when i do it and when i get the feedback from these companies it's just ecstatic to me like i photographed this uh, insurance company at the beginning of this year and i know that they already tried another photographer before and they also tried even before that an in-house photographer who was basically one of the employees with a good camera and they thought that they could get this done and then they called me and they said you know what we cannot get this done we need a professional so i went in and they said unanimously the entire team agreed on that that this was the best pictures they've ever seen of themselves professionally. Okay, we're not talking about family photos and stuff. And that they, they didn't know that this could happen. And 
that is just to me that's like a drug I want more you know so like you put these people in on one end of this funnel and then they came out on the other end with a completely different idea of what photography looks like for them I love it. I love it. There, I mean, probably I would love to know what percentage of kind of the population absolutely hates, you know, like would rather go to the dentist for dental work than like get their picture taken. They would. They would. I would say 80%. 80%. Yeah. At least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Caitlin? Um, Okay, so mine, um, there's one person that really stood out in particular, and this was like one of my first appointments, you know, with my own business. And I went to um, this woman's house and she wanted to start shopping. And as I said earlier, um, I like to start with my client's closet first so that I can see what they have and see what we really need to buy versus what someone thinks that they need, because often you don't need as much. Um, you already have it. So she had just told me she lost, um, I think it was... 70 or 80 pounds, whatever it was, it was like a crazy, crazy transformation. So um, she goes, yeah, I just bunch, I just bought a bunch of clothes in my new size, but you know, I don't, I think I could use an upgrade. So I asked her to try on some of these pieces and as, as she was trying on the pieces, it, they were all so big on her. And so I asked her, you know, is that just your style? Maybe you like something oversized? She goes, no, no I, I thought that this is my size. She was still dressing herself in the exact same size that she was 80 pounds ago. Wow. So I looked at her and I said, what size do you think you are? And again, she stated the size, whatever it may be. And it had nothing to do about the size. That was the issue. It was that you trans you transform yourself for a reason. Just as we're saying, the people that are coming to work with us are ready for that transformation. They want to see a different version of themselves or a more enhanced version. And it was kind of heartbreaking that to me, she had gone through so much work and such a big journey and still saw herself in the same light, which obviously was negative, was a negative place for her because she was trying to get herself and change herself. And I basically, you know, we started from scratch. We got her all brand new clothes in her current size. It was, it was the craziest thing. It was almost as if like I was putting her in front of a fun mirror. Like she was just seeing herself completely different that it was almost, she was in shock. And to me, you know, it was so funny in the beginning because I was thinking, well, of course, you know, there's a mirror right in front of you. Wouldn't you see that you look different? But it's not that simple. You know, no. people want to come to you, even though they already maybe are at their peak transformation. And we can see our client, like if we work with them multiple, multiple times, we see like, wow, this is almost a different person in front of me. It still takes a while for that person to feel like the new person. And that's where I feel like our passion really sets us apart, you know, just by speaking to you guys, um, is that you can't just stop when someone looks good or starts to, you know, feel good. You have to make sure that they really, truly feel that because that's just not something you can buy. It's like an actual feeling. I mean, again, going back to that priceless moment, it's not a service you can buy. So that was the craziest transformation to me. And I still like remember exactly what I was wearing, where I was, like when I saw this kind of unfold in front of me it was it was definitely a wild experience but very unforgettable and rewarding <laughs> i love it caitlin i absolutely love that and there's such a difference i mean we can we can that's there's there can be kind of a lag time right so the way that we look and the way that we feel can be just so completely separated from each other and and the story that you're telling that you know with this particular client really reflects that that she's she's literally like multiple sizes away from what she feels that she is 
in her head and, and in that we tell stories about ourselves, right? And so she, she was acting according to that story. And this is something that I want to say to listeners is these are, this is the exact reason why it, it's so fulfilling and so, I will say, important to hire an expert to, there's no reason to do all of your transforming, including external, external transformation alone. There's no reason to do it alone. And working with a professional who, who can see you in a way that you can't possibly see yourself because you can't be outside of yourself. You can't possibly be outside of yourself. And so to be introduced to or confronted by somebody who's standing right next to you and who's saying, okay, this is what you're seeing and this is what you're thinking. And let me, let me kind of gently show you what I'm, what I'm seeing and according to my expertise and what I've been taught and what I know about clothing and what I know like, technically about photography or whatever it is, that you're, you're, it's like you're introducing somebody to, um, to another version of themselves that's, all, that's, all, that's also true, you know, and that may actually be truer to who they are and truer to representing who they are. I mean, then something like clothing, clothing size is huge like that, you know? I mean, if, I, if I'm walking around like I'm a size eight and I'm wearing a size like 14 and everything's just kind of like droopy. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not really representing the real me or, or sort of, I don't know. It's all like, I mean, it's about, it's about being like kind of opening yourself up to perhaps a different story about yourself. Right. Yeah. And it can be a challenge, but I just find that I personally think it's so worth it to invest in yourself because you know, once you invest in yourself, you're, you're onto the next big thing. You know, if you surround yourself with people that are giving you positive feedback and not always positive, you know, sometimes truthful, sometimes you do need to sometimes face a harsh reality or something harsh to get past it and get to the next, again, better version of yourself. So I would challenge people listening to, you know, think about something that you're putting energy towards and your time, especially your time right now, like I think now during quarantine, again, we're realizing like our time really is precious, you know, put it towards things that are going to make you better and genuinely happy. If someone, someone or something is sucking your energy out, you know, just as I said, people were going to stores and working with retail specialists who are saying, you know, that style would never work for them or this color is terrible, you know, just really surround yourself with people that you think would bring a value to your life. And um, I, I think you would see such a change almost right away. Yeah, and I totally agree. Sorry, I totally Go ahead. agree. Yeah. I don't think transformation can happen without the help or the feedback of the outside world. Because if you want to do it yourself and you're, you're locking everything else out, then you're, you return to these same old habits or thoughts that you have or ideas that you have. And you cannot get out of that mindset. And when someone gives you a feedback, when you open up and you get out of your own way a little bit and trust someone, let someone in and say, okay, guide me, show me something that I don't know of myself or don't see of myself, that's when they can really like start these new ways of improving themselves internally and externally too. I, I do believe it needs to happen with someone's help, guidance, little feedback. I totally agree on that. Yeah. Yep. And women, historically, and I don't even need to quote a study here, women tend <laughs> not 
women tend to not invest in themselves. Women tend to invest, and I'm talking about money right now. I'm actually talking about cash. Women tend to invest their money and to spend their money on meaningful experiences and material goods and just objects or clothing or, or whatever, including photography, including, you know, including photography, including, um, you know, kind of um, in the beauty industry and that kind of thing on other people, on their children, on their spouse, on their spouses, on their friends, on their family members, their mothers, they're like, they're everything and everyone but themselves. And I will just say, like, if you take part of your budget and you put significant chunk of your budget toward investing in yourself with the help of professionals who you feel good with, who you trust, you know, a lot, not somebody who's going to tell the, you know, I mean, like what you were saying before, Caitlin, about, you know, experiences Crazy, that some right? clients have had with other stylists. I mean, that, my jaw was dropping. I was like, that's just disgusting. That's gross. So you have it's to find cringe, right? <laughs> What's that? Oh, no, I said it's cringeworthy. It's like very awkward to even think about. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I cringed. And yeah, so <laughs> you certainly have to find the right people. But talk to, talk to folks you know, get recommendations, get personal recommendations, and, and use your intuition when you're vetting someone. And if you meet a stylist and you're like, oh my gosh, like this person is, this person does not, does not my, like doesn't, I don't jive with this person, then go to the next one. But the point is when you find the right partnership and, you know, I know both of you work very, very collaboratively. It has to be a dialogue and it has to be a comfortable one, especially, especially in, in something like an intimate kind of transformation. Um, so yeah, that's just like my, that's just my, my plug to, especially to women and men too. I mean, it's not, it just, you don't see that many men. It, yeah. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go any farther into this, but anyway, that's my plug. Find somebody to work with. It's, it really is, as you can tell, it really is a beautiful process and very, very meaningful. And um, so the last, the last question that I'd like to ask both of you is, as you know, this, the name of this podcast is the Epic Comeback, uh, the Epic Comeback podcast. And it's really about, um, it's really about making a decision to take control of your life and to not just survive through something life shattering that's happened to you, but really build a life that's better than, than whatever what the life that you've had before in the wake of something really traumatic. So I'd love to know how each of you kind of relates personally to this concept. Like what's, what, what is something that you've had to come back from or what's something that's kind of epic and wonderful that's happening in your life right now? I'd love to hear from, from both of you. Um, so how about we start with you, uh, Caitlin? Okay, so um, to be very honest, it actually does have to do with my career. I mean, I have grown up with two parents who worked, um, I think, honestly, probably since they were like 12 years old. And um, so I've always been so determined to have a job. So every summer I would work and I never really found something that I truly loved. I'm such a people pleaser that I felt like I was always doing a job and I was fulfilled at the end of the day because I know I please somebody else, but I wasn't excited to do the job. So um, once I finally decided that I wanted to bite the bullet and styling was my passion and I just need to go for it, again, I was styling in a retail space. I was really not happy. And um, I just decided like, 
I have two choices. I am, I know I have the personality where I want to work the rest of my life. So am I going to get up and just be extremely depressed every morning and not have that boost? Or should I take a chance and do something for myself? And I'm such a planner. And I remember the day that I left my job and I started my own company, it was like, I, I can't, it was almost like being in quarantine. It's like, you feel like you're in a bad movie, a bad dream. And I was so depressed. I was so hard on myself because, you know, of course you have to think like, you're not going to get rewards right away. And, you know, whether we're talking about cash, like physical rewards, or we're talking about the stimulation and um, the recognition, um, it was definitely very scary. And I feel like I'm still in that journey of the epic comeback with what I do now. And just as we would, I think it was the first question you asked, you know, what is so rewarding about working with your clients? That's what motivates me. And that's what helps me always feel like I have an epic comeback. I think that I start, I'm still in that process where I start every day, you know, thinking like, oh, am I going to hear from anybody this week, this today? And then, you know, I go to an appointment, I work with someone and I can go to bed knowing that I, I help somebody. So to me, I'm still in that journey of an, of a, an epic comeback. I think my personality, and I'm sure most people feel this way. I'm sure Nikki, you see this all the time. People are constantly, there's a new comeback and a new something epic that they want to do and discover. And I just think that that's how you evolve. So, I mean, yeah, to me, the, I'm not a risk taker at all. I'm such a planner. And so doing this and doing something that's my own, but I'm still passionate about it. That was, that was definitely a feeling that I had to weigh the pros and cons and decide if it was going to be my epic, you know, uh, comeback or overhaul, you know, however you word it, but yeah, it's fun. It definitely, I'm glad I took the risk cause I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, risk, risk is huge when it comes to, when it comes scary. to transformation. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's absolutely, it's scary. It's like, it's like your, your heart is pounding and you're, you're, you just, you're feeling this like something in your gut and it's like, it's, it's excitement and nervousness at the same time. But yeah, I would say, I would say that, um, that risk is required for something like an epic comeback or an epic up level. And I also love, I also love your point about how, about how it's really, it's kind of this, it's a, it's a pattern of evolution, of personal evolution and change that, you know, that, that happens, especially for folks like us who are entrepreneurial and who want to keep evolving. It's, it's a cycle. It's not just, I went through something hard. Now I'm back. What's next world, you know, that kind of a thing. And Andy, how about you? Walk out everyone else's doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, my experience, um, I kind of feel like um, we have these epic comebacks throughout our lives. Like we have this roller coaster rides, right? And and now I'm 37, so I'm 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 just learning that you know that it cannot be good all the time. So we have to also be ready for these big falls, which we will need to stand up from. But my very first one, I think, was my my one of my biggest um, comeback because because it was the first one, it was really new to me and shocking. So basically I was at the age of 18 in a very toxic relationship with someone. And I was very naive when I uh, met this guy and I had, I had no idea about um, the world, what it is really like, because my parents always kept me away from everything bad happening, which they did out of love. But the result of that was this naive girl who had no idea what was what she was getting into. So this relationship was not only toxic, but verbally and even uh, occasionally physically abusive. And 
when I finally got to the point that, okay, I'm going to leave this guy. And it took me a long time to get there. First of all, I lost all of my friends because he just wanted to own me. And he made sure that I would not keep contact with friends. And then at the end, I lost contact with my own family. My parents disapproved this relationship from the very beginning. So we always had this tension between us. But then I chose the guy and I moved in with this guy at the age of 18. And I was like, I don't care, I'm in love. This is my world. This is my life from now on. And I'm going to, you know, do everything that this love requires me. I didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't love. It was just like this toxic thing. And um, one day I, I, I said to myself, you know, I'm not even myself anymore. I don't even have friends anymore. I want my family. I want my happiness and, and this balanced life back. And I took that big risk um, leaving him, knowing that it would upset him really much. And I also... At that time, I was so low in my self-confidence that I thought I could not even live without this guy. He, he made me feel like there's, there's nothing else outside of this relationship for me in the world. So I took the risk and I broke up with him. It was a very long breakup because <clears throat> it was a very problematic case. But uh, at the end, I got out of it. And today, I'm happy it happened for so many reasons. First of all, is because I've learned so much. I've learned it the hard way, but I've learned my lesson about being more cautious with people, with who I trust, and how I go into relationships, uh, looking at signs, and if someone shows me their true color, believe them, not to try to make up things in my mind. Oh no, they're just having a bad day or whatever. So it taught me so much that as cliche it sounds, really what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I became this very strong and confident person afterwards. And I had way better choices in relationships. And then eventually years later, I met my husband who I've been very happy with. And I know that he is my guy and I chose the right way. And had I not learned that back then, I would probably still be in like uh, bad relationships or I would never really learn. Mm -hmm. so, um, so to me, that was an epic comeback. And, this also reminds me, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this technique in Japan, in pottery, in ceramics, when a piece, is, when a piece falls down and it shatters into a hundred pieces, they glue them back together and they fill the cracks with liquid gold. And it just decorates that pot or mug or whatever piece of pottery we're talking about. It just makes it even more unique and beautiful. And this is, I think, exactly what the epic comebacks are about, that we, our hearts are shattered into pieces or we are, you know, totally torn and we need to put our pieces back together. But that little gold that will fill the cracks will just make us even so much better. And I promise that this is the way it is. And yeah, that's, that's my, probably my best epic comeback story. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with us, both of you, Caitlin and Andy, about kind of your personal connection to the Epic Comeback. And I love, I love that, um, that metaphor. And yes, I have heard of that, of, of that uh, kind of art making in Japan. And I've, I've, when I heard about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to have a, one of those pieces in yeah. my home. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been such a fantastic conversation and we do need to wrap it up. Um, thank, thank you both of you for joining me today. And I, I really am excited about 
what's forming not only in your individual careers, but also in the work that we might be able to do together. And I would love to know so that, so that all of our listeners can know, how do we find you? How do we follow you and learn more about your work? Um, I know both of you are in California, but I also know that some of the work that you do is able to be kind of transferred, you know, kind of done um, virtually to some extent. So let's start with you, Caitlin. Where do we find you? Yes. So um, you can find my website, CaitlinJames.com, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-J-A-Y-M-E-S. It's spelled a little weird. Um, and then also I use Instagram a ton and it's Caitlin underscore James. So there's my email, my um, phone number is on there and I'm always available and consultations are always complimentary. If so, if you're trying to judge if we're a good fit and you'd like to speak to me personally, that's always a great way to get started. Wonderful. Caitlin, thank you so much for that. And um, by the way, for both of you, your information, contact information will be in the show notes as well. And Andy, how do we find you? Perfect. Yeah, that's definitely going to help because my name is a little more complicated. So my (laughs) brand is Andrea Domian Photography. And I created um, a website that is easier to um, spell. So it's ocportrait.com, OC as in Orange County, but also andreadomianphotography.com works. It's going to point to the same website. And on Instagram, uh, I'm andrea underscore domian underscore photography. But if someone goes on my website and they go to the contact tab, they will find my Instagram link as well. Probably that's the easiest way for them (laughs) to find me. Okay, great. Yes, and Andrea is spelled the way that you can expect, and Domian is spelled D-O-M-J-A-N. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. All right, you two, thanks so much again for our conversation. This is Nikki Bruno along with Caitlin James and Andy Domian on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback after a life-shattering situation, please visit theepiccomeback.com.